Hello, everyone. You're listening to No Limits, a PlayStation podcast, episode 42. Sam is drinking orange juice at, what is it, 5 p.m.? Mm. Yeah, is selling a lot of consoles. All right, hit the intro. everyone my name is taylor once again i'm joined by my co-hosts sam and brianna and you're listening to no limits playstation podcast remember you can find the video version of this pod over on youtube.com slash save the game media every tuesday and while you're over there make sure to subscribe to the channel if you'd rather listen on audio we are on all your favorite podcast services we would love it if you could leave us a review it helps us grow we would love any feedback if you want to support us and get early access to all save the game media content Head over to patreon.com slash save the game media and choose the tier that's right for you. Just like our current patrons did, Bucky Blue, Hopple, a pack of Tom, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai at night, Cypher Primus, Brenton Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, Snack Network, David Hotright, Dave Harp, and the Xbox Expansion Pass. So again, please go over to the Patreon to check all our exclusive content out, including post shows. Um, my exclusive show, The Leftovers, where I talk about gaming, cooking, and fitness, and our other content that I just forgot about. Brie, is are we caught up yet? Patreon exclusive? No. No. Okay. What else is? Hmm. Um, currently, our post shows are Patreon exclusive, so there's seven of those a month, and so then that's seven. That's more than six. That is, yeah, because there's um, four for I Hate My Friends, and then three for the other shows. So you can hear us talking about how much we despise certain parts of society. Woohoo! Yay! Such as plastic bags instead of paper bags. Actually, we haven't talked about that in a post show, have we? No, we ha- we have not. Can I tell you something? Plastic bags suck, but also really good if you need something to put cat poop in. Just no. See, for that, I get <laughs> actually buy in bulk. Actually buy in bulk brown paper like lunch bags and use that instead. Like legit, yeah. Like both. And the, wait, this I'm not. This is a real question. The yeah. litter doesn't fall out of it because I feel no. like some of the time they're not like fully sealed at the bottom. You know what I mean? Unless I like tear a hole through it by accident, it that never happens. Okay, that's good to know. Actually, yeah, I'd recommend it. Okay, right. I'll have to yeah. check that out. Yep. And so yeah, <laughs> and also check us out on the Discord. We talk there and complain. Yay. We do. Sam, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, all right, all right. Because right. um, you're wearing your gown, dress. Dressing gown. Dressing gown, yeah. Um, not necessarily as good as the, the past week or two, um, but overall still, still pretty good. Uh, I've got a number of appointments coming up pretty soon, so, you know, anxious but also excited to, to sort of get to that next step um okay. i've had my uh prescriptions increased so i've got additional painkillers which is helping um yeah I'm, I'm not not doing too bad thank you for asking no problem hmm. what have you been playing though oh boy um well uh, uh as part of my 
IGN work. I have uh, fully finished 100% um, Dead Island 2. Um, I have dove headfirst back into playing after like a three and a half year break, uh, getting back into Final Fantasy 15. You know, I was um, thinking about the game the other day. How I, I put down 15 early on, but I don't know if I didn't give it a good enough chance. What do you think? I, I did the similar I did a similar thing. I got about two or three chapters in and I bounced off. Um I I am glad I've gone back. Um it's sort of helping to to build excitement for 16. Um I still don't know that I like it's weird. I, I don't I'm enjoying playing it. Like I, I'm happy to sink a lot of hours into it, which I have done. But I can't say that I'm actively liking the game. It's sort of more like I'm invested in the story a fair amount now, so I kind of want to see it through. Whereas there's just a lot of tedium and a lot of the actual in-game systems and mechanics just don't haven't quite meshed with me yet. Um it's a bit weird, but no, I'm glad I've gone back. I've been enjoying that. Um, would recommend it, just to, even if you're not intending on on, on uh, finishing it, just dip your toe in and get a bit of fancy before 16 arrives. Um, and then the only other thing I've been playing uh, is Jedi Survivor. Um Oh boy! Um, obviously, I'm not going to say too much about it because it's it's a game that has literally come out within the past couple of days. I haven't finished it. Um, I'm probably hard to tell, but I would I would wager maybe like halfway through the the main story, um, doing a fair amount of of side content as well. Um, and I'm I'm loving it. Um, I'm sure that over the, the coming weeks we'll have sort of more in-depth conversations about it um, once we get a bit further out from, from launch. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it's everything I was hoping it would be. Uh, it's an improvement on Fallen Order. And the, I think the best, and it's something that I, I can't remember if I heard or I thought of it myself or a bit of both, but this, but Jedi Survivor is god of war ragnarok but star wars mm, uh, okay in in every sense of the word in terms of level design puzzles um how various open world zones function um you know unlocking the metroidvania stuff obviously comes back from fallen order it's and it's that kind of step up in quality where not that fallen order was a god of war 2018 but th there's a similar step up in terms of both narrative and gameplay and fidelity and scope and all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, really, really enjoying it. Got to say, love to see it. That's awesome. But also, I was going to keep asking you: Do you like Dead Island too? Considering you hundred percent of the game, or maybe you have I to do. do that. But yeah, yeah, okay. I, I do. Um, unironically. It is it is not a great game by any stretch of the imagination, okay. but it is a solidly good game. It's it's the most seven out of ten game you know I could give. And I know that seven out of ten is such a 
um, beleaguered thing at this point. You know, pretty much every game that comes out seems to be like a seven out of ten. Um, but it is just the definition of it's above average, but not by much. It is just dumb fun. Uh, wouldn't encourage people to to do the whole hundred percent thing like I did. Okay. Not that it's a grind or anything, or it's difficult, but it's it, you, the game doesn't really reward you for doing it. I obviously was sort of obliged to for for work purposes, but um, no, it's got a, a fun gameplay loop to it. It looks pretty good, actually. To be honest, it's not stellar graphics, but um, it looks good and it plays well. Performance runs excellently. Uh, yeah, would recommend it to people if they were looking for just like something to turn their brains off to, you know, not something to actively engage with necessarily, but that are just looking for a bit of fun. Island Two is is well worth it, in my opinion. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Love to see it. Well, cool. what about you, Bui? Um, I have been well. Um, nothing too crazy going on. Um, I do want to take a brief um, pause here and say we're currently in first place in fantasy. Oh, not um, for long. Pikmin's gonna tank us. Just live in the moment. No. Just, just enjoy the win. We're gonna get just a moment. destroyed. Doesn't that? We, we've still got have... like. Coming up soon, we've got Diablo set? 4, Street Fighter 6. We'll be fine. All right. We'll be fine. Oh, we Anyways. Can also, we can also pick up um, Redacted Game. Yeah. Well, yep. Sure. Okay. It. Anyways. Um, we're really up in first? Wow. By how many points? Um, so we're currently in first by four ish points. It's like three point something, mm. but we've had one less game. Like we've only had seven released wow. and they've had eight. We have more points and they have, and they have advanced wars that came in. Damn. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anyways. So, um, in terms of games I beat before the storm, since we last spoke on this oh. podcast, um, it was really good. Um, successfully did not throw up any times um which is a real win um i don't think i've thrown up knock on wood since like 2017 or 18 at this point so we're, Damn. we're going strong all right um uh -oh. uh, <laughs> yeah i know i'll mute myself so cute. no she's so cute um and then um i haven't been doing much in terms of video games um watching some tv and such um however a video game came out just this week that i've been waiting for for a very long time um i will give you guys a little bit of insight um so it's called bramble um the mountain king um it's a little indie small game it's like 30 bucks um in us dollars obviously um before anybody picks it up the game has so many trigger warnings and like the trigger warnings should have had trigger warnings. Like when I tell you that this is the most grotesque game I've ever played, like <laughs> um, there's some really intense moments in it. So just be warned. Like, I just want to like fully warn you. Cause I feel like the trigger warning, I was like, okay, yeah. Like there's, there's gore. Cool. Whatever. Like I've seen gore. <laughs> Anyways, so that's that'll be my trigger warning. This game is one of the best games I've ever played. 
Sorry, I, which game is this again? This is called Bramble the Mountain King. It's Bramble Mountain King, okay. I literally, it is, I posted screenshots in our Discord under the photos channel if you want to see a couple of um, screenshots without like spoilers or whatever. It is one of the most beautiful games. Um, it is so fun in terms of gameplay. You never know what's going to be happening in the story. Like, it is so amazing. Um, the closest touch point I have for it is probably like Little Nightmares. If you've played that and you enjoyed that at all, um, it's like platformer kind of meets this like weird horror, like very bizarre horror. Um, but it's like obviously like this, like, mm, like I think it's Nordic mythology, if I remember correctly. Um, let's see. Yep. Inspired by dark Nordic fables. And like it is the darkest side of like fables and fantasies like it is dark so really really good such an amazing game i'm almost done with it i think <laughs> i love it okay that's all i'll say go play it like genuinely like if anything i said like interests you like and you're okay like with like it's not like super realistic gore but there is gore um if you're okay with that like like just go play it like without looking up too much it's it's only like four or five hour game, I think. So nice. Yeah, I just looked it up on Steam. It's like twenty. It's on I sale already, right now. On I already Steam. forgot the price. Yeah, it's also on Switch apparently. Yep, and PlayStation. It's like less than thirty bucks at least. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the most, it's thirty bucks. I think. Mm -hmm. It's it's so worth the thirty dollars. It's it's amazing. Awesome. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. What have you been up to, Taylor? How are you? I'm pretty good. Caring for my cat. Mm-hmm. As she's as she's on my lap right now. Anyway. <laughs> um <clears throat> what have I been doing? I watched a few movies this past week and I played a bit of Ghost. Ghost of Tsushima. I am into Act Three now, Sam. And I want to, before I finish the game, the main story, I want to do all the side content of the main game. So I want to liberate, basically, I think, I, like I said before, all the mythic tales, at least all the named tales of Tsushima. And I want to liberate, I said I wanted to liberate all the outposts, maybe not all of them, at least enough to max out the katana and mm -hmm. tanto upgrades for tanto. Um, yeah. And yeah, then I'll head back to main story, finish that, and then do Iki, and then I'll put down the game indefinitely. So, oh, that should be good. And yeah, um, in terms of movies, I watched, I just saw the Mario movie last night. I thought it's genuinely a good movie. Changed That's my so mind. Good. Yeah. PHs. That's all I'll say. I hope it wins. I, ho I hope that song wins so many awards. All right. Um, what else did I see? Oh, yeah, I saw. Finally saw Army of Darkness, oh. which is very funny, fun. Uh, those who don't Never know, it's, it. it's part of the Evil Dead universe. It's a, you could argue it's a sequel to Evil, I guess it is a sequel to Evil Dead 2, but yeah. it's more of a comedy film with some horror elements than a horror film with comedy elements. This is my boomstick. Yeah, this is my boomstick. And yeah, my favorite uh, lines from Evil Dead 2, swallow your soul, swallow your soul. Or soul. Swallow this. 
Yeah. A lot of great one-liners if you're mm-hmm. into those. And um, Evil Dead Rise coming out got me inspired to finally watch that film. I mean, finally watch Army of Darkness. I tried to start Evil Dead 2013, and I had to turn it off five minutes in because I am a little baby when it comes to <laughs> modern horror films and modern blood and gore effects. So maybe yeah, I'll reapproach that, it. It gets pretty rough, I got to say. I don't know. It, it only gets worse. So, like, how do you, it's like, as a horror film fan, how do you, like, look at blood and gore and, and you just watch it happen and you're like, okay, rather than feeling like you have to turn it off and being disgusted? I don't know. I guess it's desensitization, you know, like prolonged and repeated exposure to something will sort of acclimatize you, you know, because um, mm-hmm. there's, but yeah, like, I, I like that film, but for anybody that knows, there's a very infamous thing with a box cutter, and it's like still to this day probably the hardest thing for me to watch um, of any film. And I've watched a lot of horror stuff. Oh my so... god, just in the Evil Dead 2013. Is... Yeah, yeah. Hardest to watch in terms of like gore? Um, or scary? Suffering. <laughs> Well, out of those two, it would be more on the gore side. It's not necessarily ex- like super explicitly gory, but it's more like the context of what's happening is. If you're intrigued, you can you can look it up. Um, you're not you're not um, <clears throat> gathering. I don't up, do well. Or, yeah, you're not gathering up a great case here for me to actually watch that or you pulled that right, Sam. <laughs> okay, so I'll I'll very. I'll barely describe what it is. Um, obviously, for people that aren't aware, Evil Dead is is all about people who are being sort of possessed, and they turn into things called deadites, which are like essentially like sentient zombies, pretty much, where they act like undead, but they can still talk and they can move fine. Um, in Evil Dead 2013, someone. Um, I'm trying to be spoiler free, turns into a, a deadite um, and gets a box cutter, sort of flicks at the blade up and then sort of goes like that and just pushes it all the way through their tongue. Um, and and I mean, and they show it and it's just like the the connotations of that, even if we don't see the whole thing, it doesn't even necessarily sound that bad, but it's it's like making me sweat, cold sweat, thinking about it. It's 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 rough. Okay. Have I sold you yet, Taylor? I don't think I'm gonna watch that. Or even, <laughs> I think the farthest <laughs> Midsummer is the farthest into horror, into modern horror I've gotten, and I don't. Jesus. I love horror stuff. I that's my problem is is that I love horror, but I have a really hard time with gore. Um, and so it's difficult, obviously, to separate those two things. So, mm. oh, do our best. Yeah, the I the the game I've been playing, like I like literally like shock Pikachu face, like in real life and just like like my jaw dropped and i just like left it there for like a few minutes i was just like 
Play with the play controller. Game. Yeah. I was playing on, on my PC, PlayStation uh, 4. On a, on a, on a, on a, wait. I play on my PlayStation 4. It's not that long of a game. Oh, wait. Or five. Oh, I meant five. Sorry. Oh, five. five. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not that long of a game. So I'm like, may as well maybe platinum it if I want. Oh, there you go. And drink your OJ. <sighs> I will not be drinking orange juice. I'm telling you what. Throwing up orange juice one time was enough to let me never drink it again. Sounds like a you problem. It it was a me problem. Oh, okay. Um, actually, that's not true. I will drink it if there's alcohol with it. So you like mimosas? Mm, I don't especially love mimosas, but I love um, Di Serono mm. with orange juice. Or you could also do Malibu with grenadine and orange juice. Kind of like a tropical thing. That's good. Anyway. Fair enough. Well, no pulp though, like literally none. No pulp, Sam. It seemed like you were drinking a no pulp OJ. Is that true? Currently, yes, but I don't have an issue with with pulp. All right, as long as you didn't say I love pulp and only drink pulp filled orange juice. No, yeah. no, no. Oh, crunchy or smooth peanut butter, creamy. I mean, crunchy I, I don't creamy. really do peanut butter. I'm afraid almond um, butter. I mean, Cashew no butter. variations of of nut butter. I'm afraid. I just, <laughs> Nutella. That's a hazelnut <laughs> butter. Uh, Nutella. Yes, I guess a little yeah, bit. Yes, it's candy. Basically, there's no crunchy Nutella, is there? Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple couple little textured bits in there. Yeah. If you go to World Market, sometimes they sell um, a Nutella kind of thing, so it's like the hazelnut spread, but it also has swirled into it a banana flavored spread. Oh god! So it's like chocolate and banana. Spread. Free, I can eat it's breakfast so yet? All right. Good. It's so good. <laughs> all right. Well. All that said, it's time. Oh no! We're gonna we're gonna talk about the thing. Uh, the CMA has blocked Microsoft's Activision of Activision Blizzard King as of a few days ago at the time of recording. We're in late late April here, twenty twenty three. Um, and they said specifically they had concerns it would quote alter the future of the fast-growing cloud gaming market leading to reduced innovation and less choice for uk gamers over the years to come and the decision is the most significant this comes as to us from vgc it's definitely the most significant decision we've had so far in the active my cat's looking at me in the activision blizzard king acquisition um and in the us the ftc is suing microsoft to block the deal and the EU is still investigating. So shall so, we just say yeah. the deal Mi is dead? A micro well, no, Microsoft said it's appealing. The deal is dead. There I don't is, think it's, I I don't think it's dead. Not... I think it's like, I think now we're, uh, it's hit, it's been hit extremely hard. But I, I don't think I quite call it dead yet. I mean, the, the uh, history of successful appeals to the CMA is ridiculously limited um not only is it a lengthy process which means that uh you know i think it's uh, next month june that microsoft would have to pay activision three billion regardless so we're going to cross that threshold 
So Activision is going to get that payout. And then this whole appeal would take an additional like 10 to 12 months by the end of it all. And then realistically, it's going to be rejected anyway, the appeal, because that is how the CMA functions. It is far more, far less likely that anything gets um, sort of U-turned in terms of the CMA decision. Well, have um, they dealt but, with the, have they ruled this? Has a corporation as big as Microsoft appeal to the CMA. My point is with as much micro, with as much power, money and influence Microsoft has, I'm not counting them out of coming out the other side of this. That's fair. Um and I would say that if there is an argument for the deal not being fully dead yet, but on the ropes, that would be it. I would say it's um, not being on the ropes is a fine supposition of the situation. Yeah. Okay, for sure. Um but I would still say that as much as some people are arguing that the the cloud angle is stupid, regardless of how stupid some people might think that it is that the CMA has chosen that as the reason to block it, it's just nebulous enough and the cloud market is still in its such early stages that I think that the... Um, the unknown factors here are going to be so prohibitive to this deal being pushed through because I don't know how Microsoft, if this is the concern that the CMA is focusing on, I don't know what proof Microsoft can give, what assurances they could give even that can assuage the concerns that the CMA have. What would they do? Would they say that, Okay, instead of a 10-year deal, we're going to do a 20-year deal with this. Okay, I don't know. But, you know, it's like that's that's better, but still, at the end of the day, it's sort of surely the same concerns persist, but it's just you've waylaid them that much further down the road. Um, I, I feel like Microsoft is very much in a corner right now, um, and I don't I Maybe they can pull it off, um, but... We've talked about it enough. Honestly, I kind of hope that it does just die, that Microsoft decide to walk away. Um, one, because I'm tired of hearing about it and talking about it. But two, like, uh, I think it was Phil Spencer that said in an investor call or something or to their developers, they were saying, you know, Microsoft still has a strategy going forward with or without Activision. Put that into action. Do it. You know, the, the idea of purchasing Activision Blizzard King was to sort of fast track their their regaining ground in the market. Well, they've already done that with Bethesda, and we haven't seen results of that yet. And Bethesda is a ridiculously large publisher in and of itself. So let this deal die you tried if it succeeded great for xbox and microsoft but it, it doesn't look like it's going to or if if it does they are going to have to have like one of the best arguments i've ever seen to win over to, to beat out the ftc and the cma and maybe even the eu weighs in and doesn't like the deal in which case it's dead but um just go back Focus on the studios you already have. Invest in those because that's Sony has shown that that is successful. 
maybe it's not on the level of success that Microsoft is looking for. But again, you can't just get, skip to the end immediately. You have to put in the work with the studios that you've already acquired. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. I think this is best case scenario, honestly. Um, as much as it would have been great, a great get for for Xbox and Microsoft, I think that you know um, consolidation on this scale is a bad thing, regardless of who's doing it. And I hope that it just means that Microsoft, assuming they don't like completely cull the Xbox division, which I don't think they will, but you know, never say never. Um, I just hope that they take a different approach, a different strategy, because this one hasn't worked. That's true. It hasn't. Um, God, I feel like I am so far beyond, like, I don't want to say, like, I don't care because obviously I do care because it's video games industry, but it's like this just like needs to be done one way or another like we've already been doing like talking about this for almost a year like we've been talking about this almost since like this podcast started so like um i don't know just like it i get that like legal proceedings can take a long time and like this kind of stuff like a huge deals like this can take a long time but i feel like this is still being very drawn out and yeah i don't know um I guarantee you mm-hmm. that he- the heads up, the you know executive level people at Microsoft, not at Xbox, but at Microsoft, want to walk away from this deal now. But Xbox, the people high up at Xbox, whether it's Phil or Sarah or Matt Booty or whoever, the, the legal team surrounding them, they know that if this deal falls through, there will be consequences that... that jobs will be lost that realistically there's going to be a reshuffling of leadership at xbox in some form to what extent unknown yeah i've also heard that people are concerned from the other side of the coin i haven't listened to xbox this week but i i want to hear their take so i'm going to do that um before they record again on thursday or monday whenever they record this week um that if the deal doesn't go through there will also be extreme job loss enact within activision that mm-hmm. yeah there might have been i think there must have been some restructuring that either was about to happen or has happened in response to the deal going through that and there are teams that were activision is i don't know i feel like when activision if activision gets dropped from this deal or sorry if abk that's the abk deal doesn't go through i wonder if Activision will streamline their brands and just like divest away from most things besides Call of Duty, um, and just there'll be unwanted and unneeded fallout from the yeah. Activision side on it. And that's, and I've heard the argument that the consequences for Activision employees of this not going through is unfortunately worse or seems like it would be worse than the consequences of Microsoft if it didn't go through. So it's better for talking about, you know, pick your poison. If you oppose both options, you don't want the deal to go through, but you also don't want um, Activision employees to lose their jobs that you'd rather the deal go through um, 
just because there'd be less fallout all around when it comes to people's livelihoods. So I've heard that angle too. But, yeah, no. But totally when valid. you're a huge private corporation and your and your supreme goal is to maximize profit, um, I could I could see Microsoft walking away and just cutting their losses now, get the three billion and run. Um, I've also heard other podcasts like Donnie from Play Some Video Games for listeners who are aware of that uh, podcast community and, and podcasts say that if we're already going to be putting down three billion. We might as well try to appeal and throw our legal weight at it in court because as expensive as litigation is, I don't think it gets quite up to that magnitude of dollars. And when you're already putting that much money down, what's another tens of millions trying to fight it if you're Microsoft? So yeah. I, I really don't know how they'll respond, but those are all the angles I've heard it from. Personally, I think I, I would want to see the deal go through just because I think the consequences of it not going through are a lot worse for ABK and their associate employees and company. Um, but that's, that's my two cents. That's that, that's totally fair. Um, I, I think that whether the deal does or doesn't go through, there's going to be job losses in some form um, simply because there will be restructuring. There will be, shifting of priorities i mean you've seen it with activision over the last few years where pretty much all of their studios now are just either core devs on call of duty or support studios for call of duty um and i guess it depends on how dire of a position activision is in financially um if the deal should fall through in terms of how many oh, jobs right. will be lost their evaluation from shareholders and the people evaluating the stock market. Mm. I think if the deal doesn't go through the financial reputation of ABK will go, will hit the floor immediately. Yeah. Um, I think I saw a statistic. They're stopped. Their stock dropped some significant number of points, like immediately right after it was announced that the CMA blocked the deal. And I think that just might be the tip of the iceberg. If the deal for sure doesn't go through, ABK's evaluation as a company might just go down the tubes anyway, because Microsoft, I think at the time of the acquisition, when they announced it was not only paying well, number one, they were paying quote unquote fair market value for the evaluation of ABK, but they were reportedly paying above that. Microsoft was paying a premium to acquire them because they thought it had the potential of course, to make that money back and more making it the staple of game pass. Um, yeah. But like, when it comes to how Activision Blizzard King would function in the future, like other huge giants, if they wanted to acquire them, like an Amazon, a Google, what have you, they just won't put that kind of money down. And I think that, yeah, that's, it'll just be a snowball downhill effect. The people, the executives at the top who only care about money and are bean counting, see the stock hit the floor. Then they immediately say, rather than we need to, I don't know. There's a lot of ways to resolve the financial shortcoming as a, as a large company than layoff employees. But as history repeats itself, they'll do that anyway, layoff the employees. Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's, yeah, my primary fear. I guess I'm just repeating myself at this point, but I wanted to just mention this, the stock evaluation. Yeah, I mean, like, it's weird because Xbox is in a strange position as well, not just Activision. Like, 
Xbox has been bleeding talent across various studios for years at this point. And it's of you know we it's 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 a known fact that they there is some form of mismanagement in terms of their studios. Um, I the, the, my only my sort of point that would why I'm more on the side of hoping the deal doesn't go through is because, like you say, they will be more than willing if they're sort of already dipping their toe in to to just go for it uh, and appeal. They're diverting. The, and obviously I'm simplifying a bit because there are different teams for different things, but Xbox as a whole will be diverting its attention away from solely on their in-house studios and getting third-party exclusive partnerships and stuff like that to just trying to get this to happen because it is such an uphill battle now that I'm just concerned about what the state of Xbox will look like by the time we get to a point that this deal will either be rejected fully or successfully go through by the end of the day. I'm just worried about what the studios that Xbox has are going to look like if resources, to whatever extent, be it mental or financial or um, you know HR support, whatever, I'd rather Xbox just be wholly focused inward at the minute on, on resolving the issues that they have, whatever they are, than trying to just bring more stuff in to try and muffle those problems um but it, like it's we're just going to keep spitballing until this thing either dies or manages to go through right so and you i say, guess why do we, we just got yeah. prepare to talk about this more i guess i know i guess i could have i could have not mentioned it it's just this is a definitive decision yeah, on the deal time to mention. So I felt yeah, like no, it was exactly, still worthy yeah. to mention it yes we will i think anyone who's covered this story more than once has run into repeating themselves and that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to this for <laughs> yeah i there's also a big part of me that just wants us to be done it's like yeah. yes or no put a rubber stamp on it and get it out of my newsfeed. but that's not how operations and changes this large in magnitude it's not that simple. Yeah. So, but anyway, who wants to not talk about this? Oh, oh I'll take it. Right. I'll take it. Um, we're crossing over the pond now to, to our, our native homeland, the PS5. The PS5 has sold more consoles from January to March of this year, 2023, than any console in video game history. Uh, so the latest earning report for Sony has arrived, and it shows that the console has been performing exceptionally well this year. Uh, the system shipped another 6.3 million units during the January to March period, which pushes PS5's total to 38.4 million units sold. Um, that's exceeding the estimate, not by much, but I think like a point two or three. Um, still incredibly, incredibly impressive for such a short amount of time. Shows how in demand they are. Um, the PS5, it says here, shipped 11.5 million units during the previous fiscal year. Um, so that's an increase to this year of 7.6 million units. 
Um, the uptick in shipments was driven by the basic fact that PS5s are now back in stock after the uh, supply issue was was resolved towards the end of last year, sort of middle of last year. Uh, not only are PS5 shipments surging, but the number of monthly active users on PlayStation jumped from two by two by two million to I was going to say from two million to one hundred and eight million. That is quite the jump. No, by two million from one hundred and six up to one hundred and eight million. Um, PS Plus memberships, however, stayed flat at forty-seven point four million year over year, uh, and total PlayStation game sales for the full fiscal year amounted to two hundred and sixty-four point two million down some 30 million units year over year a whole lot of numbers but basically playstation is doing incredibly well currently shocking who would have thought huh who would have thought the market leader going to the generation still releases quality games so they maintain their position as market leader pikachu shocked face shocked pikachu yeah. face yeah which again is like, if we're if we're talking not to harp on about it, but um, like Xbox had a, or Microsoft slash Xbox had their financial report back, and they were saying that console sales were down like thirty percent. And obviously, the argument can be made that Xbox is less in the console market and more in the subscription right. service market at this point. But those numbers still matter because they are still producing those consoles. Um, and those have costs so it's like there's a, such a clear gap and even being a market leader coming into the generation i think it just it well, actually exemplifies the market that. leader <laughs> but sure sure um but it exemplifies just a difference in in business strategy i think that one isn't currently working and one is um and there's a lot of minutiae involved in that but I I wouldn't have bet this, even with the the resupply, um, with it being back in stock. Obviously, we all knew it was very highly in demand, but for it to be selling better, admittedly, just within this short period, but better than any other console, is impressive. Considering how well, if we're talking just about PlayStation, even how well previous iterations of the console have sold. Um, so it, it's an achievement for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am. A, it is nice. I'm not going to say, woohoo. I'm, I'm not trying to make a little parasocial relationship here with the corporation saying, yay, they sold more. Yay, 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 yay. But I do want to say it's at least nice. The supply issue seemed to have been a huge improvement over the, yeah. since the, um, compared to the past. Yeah. Um, I think two years. So that's good. I think I'm just excited for all of the people that like have wanted a PlayStation 5 for so long and just haven't been able to get it. That's what makes me excited is I'm really happy for those people. Like a mom. Um, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I like seeing people happy, obviously. And so like you just know that there's like a lot of happy people that got their PlayStation 5. So good thing. A question I'll pose mm -hmm. to, to you both um, related to this story. With the sales and obviously we have relatively limited information um considering the restock wasn't that long ago in the grand scheme of things do we think the ps5 will outsell the ps4 um i depends. don't see why it would depends how long the generation lasts and i tend to think it'll be longer than shorter because of covid's 
giving it a false start. Yeah. Um, do I think it'll sell more? And we're talking I, just like in general, like including like any iterations of the console that come out, right? Yeah. Total yeah. console sales. Yeah. Whether in um, whether it's upgraded models, mid-gen refresh, whatever. I think um, it'll sell. I want to say more, and I say that because, well, there's a big asterisk of supply issues of the first two years. But yep. the PS3, Sony came to the PS4 era not being the market leader, right? The PS3, or sorry, they were either tied or a bit behind, a little behind Microsoft in the 360. Mm -hmm. And through the era of the Xbox One and Wii U, Sony propelled themselves sky high into being the market leader far and away for the better part of five to seven years. And the Switch gained a lot of traction when it launched, and then Nintendo came back up. But the point is between... The point is PlayStation had a lot more positive momentum entering the PS5 generation than to the PS4 generation. Um, yeah. As Toph also thinks, <laughs> my cat. But if they just keep releasing a few AAA games every year from their first-party studios, I see it outselling the PS4 just because even with the COVID supply issues, um, I think the generation might be extended accordingly. And... And they will exceed the PS4. Not by, I don't think, not by a large margin, but I think they can exceed it. Yeah. Yeah. I think between, like, the history of, like, them rolling into the PlayStation 5 with so much momentum, um, as well as, like, the fact that after the pandemic, not only was there a lot of people buying consoles because of the pandemic, I understand there was, like, a shortage as well, but a lot of people were buying consoles because of the pandemic, but we also have seen, like, a shift where people are wanting to, in general, stay inside more rather than go out and do things. Um, I think that people still, obviously, are, like, starting to return to going out all the time and so on and so forth, but I think there's a lot more people that are staying home, um, and I think, like, between, like, all of those combined factors, I do think that the PlayStation 5 is going to outsell the PlayStation 4. I don't think it'll be by much, um, but I do think it will, um, which I think will be impressive just because of all of the supply chain issues. So, what about you, Sam? I mean, with this trajectory, if, if any kind of this momentum carries on, then inevitably they will. Um, because the PS4, I've just looked up, uh, 117.2 million. Um, and even that might be outdated. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm with Taylor. I think that the cycle will be at least a couple of years longer to warrant for the delay or the you know, stuttering out of the gate for the launch of the PS5. It's also partially because um, technology is slowing down. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. And also, uh, do I want to say that? <laughs> yeah. No, because I mean, I'm I'm looking. This isn't blasphemy, Taylor and and Bree. I'm sorry, but I'm looking as well at the the Switch on <gasps> sales. How dare you! And oh, the switch is nuts. Switch is absurd. Mm -hmm. See, you say that. You say that. But 
it's currently at around 122 million. Yeah. So PS4 was 117. Mm-hmm. So we're talking 5 million ish, just over 5 million. And like Nintendo is probably getting ready to do a new console within I uh, feel like a year. I really, if, it, if they don't do it by the end of 2024, well, I'm going always... <laughs> to go to Mario's house and serve him some spaghetti. Um, <laughs> um, I would suspect there will be a new Nintendo console by the end of 2024. Um, they usually ha- re- like they like releasing Zeldas around the end of console lifetimes. So, do you anticipate? And I'm not really in the Nintendo sphere, um, so you may have have spoken about this before. Um, do you anticipate that this new console will be within the Switch? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it w- would it be switch to your so it would be not an iterative console as in like a an upgraded version. I think but... it would be the Game Boy Advance to the Game Boy. Okay. Yeah, I think that the Switch, the thing is, is like the Switch, as as much as I love the Switch and like the games available on Switch and like the whole experience really, I think that like there it it is just so far behind in terms of like console strength mm-hmm. like it is so far behind it's like a joke you know what i mean hey like, no, it ain't a joke you see how fast those things are selling it is certainly not a joke <laughs> well i mean the thing is is like i i still love the console regardless of like the performance it can output um but like the thing is, is like I think that the Switch is wildly successful enough to the point where they can just do another Switch. I'm hopeful that they'll they'll take a couple of notes from like what has happened over like the Switch's lifetime, like how people prefer like the Joy Cons to be wider, um, how they you know like they this like the changes they've made with the screen over time. And then obviously just like the performance issues, but yeah, we don't have to get super into it, but yeah, switch a new switch is coming for sure. Or at least in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and plus that sound that they make the little, like, ah, it's so good. I am not done with that yet. Oh, what are you doing? Okay. What? Being cute. That's what she's doing. Obviously. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Bree? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, it doesn't have to be you. It doesn't, but I can. It's fine. Okay. I'm the one that put the story in. It's fine. Okay. Um, the oh, last sorry. part. Wait, 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 wait. The last story came to us from GameStop. GameSpot. I just like to cite the source. Sorry. And the first story came from VGC. Anyway. Sorry. Um. The Last of Us Part 1 on PC gets huge 25 uh, gig patch, but Naughty Dog still isn't done. Um, the latest updates target frame rate, texture, fidelity, and more. Um, this is the seventh update. Oh, my God. All right. Um, so they released this 25 gig um, update, and it's the seventh update since the port was released one month ago. 
Um, the Last of Us Part 1 v1.0.4.0 targets frame rate issues by further optimizing GPU and CPU performance and adding a new option to adjust the texture streaming rate according to the patch notes. Um, also among the 22 bug fixes and improve, uh, improvements are texture and resolution enhancements for those playing on low or medium settings, as well as fixes for several instances that may lead to crashing. Naughty Dog sa uh, says it and PC port developer Iron Galaxy are, quote, actively optimizing and working on game stability and implementing additional fixes, which will all be included in regularly released future updates, end quote. Specifically, the companies say the, those updates will improve frame rate, texture fidelity, and CPU optimization. Uh, <laughs> this is a nightmare. <laughs> the last of us part one for PC was released with numerous technical issues that led to poor performance. We already knew this. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it has one month and seven patches later, its Steam rating has been elevated to mixed with 18,000 reviews. Oh my god, look at this list. There's the full patch notes. There's a huge list. Oh my god. Of patch. Anyways, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, uh, if to having a 25 gig patch to fix issues in the game, one month after the release doesn't tell you what's going on over there, I don't know what does. <laughs> what a nightmare. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, Naughty Dog. Thanks. I feel so bad for Naughty Dog because it's like this isn't even like on them. You know what I uh, well, mean? Like they passed it off, right? No, no, no. It's hold on. Responsibility. The onus is still on them for choosing the studio. Iron Galaxy has a mixed. Iron Galaxy, from what I read, did about eighty percent of the porting job, and they have a pretty mixed. History, including I think I said on previous episodes, Arkham Knight, which was a complete disaster on right. PC at launch. So, and but, we also have Nixes, which is an internal Sony studio that has shown great success porting Spider-Man right. games to PC. And but can I ask, are you sure that Naughty Dog was the one that picked? No, I guess I guess I can't say that. But then. It's like, what it, if Nixes was already doing something else and they couldn't work on this? Like, what if they were like, yeah, we want to work with them. And they're like, well, we just don't have the time. And they're like, well, we have to get this game out because of the TV show. And that's and that still falls back. Okay. I'm okay. not saying it's 100% not on Naughty Dog. But what I am saying is, is that like saying. Iron Galaxy is like, like, th th there's a combination of issues here. I I would be almost 100% certain that the TV show kind of led to this happening. Because they were like, we have to get this game out as soon as possible to maximize sales because everybody's going to be wanting to play this game after the TV show and all yeah. that. Yeah, I so I think that like a lot of this is probably like Sony is partially responsible. Naughty Dog is partially responsible. Iron Galaxy is definitely partially responsible. But the thing is, is like, 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 again, I cannot stress like 25 gig patch just to fix the game is that's bigger than some games. A lot of indie games. A lot so, of indie games, it, it exceeds. Yeah. The fact that they had to fix that much in the game a month after release, and they're still needing to fix stuff, that sucks. 
The other thing is, is that Naughty Dog is now actively putting resources into this game to try and fix it, right? So now I'm worried, like, and I know we're already locked into it, so that's why I'm even mentioning it, like, on the podcast, but, like, is this going to push the multiplayer game? Because they're putting so many resources into this. I don't imagine so. No? I don't think so. Okay, that's um, good. I don't think there, there would be a direct correlation anyway. Um, I think Naughty Dog is big enough of a studio that they will regardless of how badly this this port is going i don't see that they are going to divert that much of their workforce away um okay, from that's good. whatever project it is whether it's their next single player thing or, or factions um to to fix this i'm sure there's just like a a, a skeleton crew kind of deal where it's just a, a small number of employees that are are specifically working on this to get it it's sort of why you're seeing it doled out in lots of little patches and there's still more to go i would imagine if they were like super 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 um keen to fix this i don't know but i would have imagined that most of the stuff would have been fixed by now because they would have had so many people working on it if, if that makes sense yeah, Whereas I think now that it's sort of being doled out in incremental bits, it shows that they're, they're shipping away at it rather than I, going full steam ahead. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like from from my experience working like in terms of like programming. So from my programming experience, like finding bugs is like you write code, right? And then the rest of the time is just finding bugs. And I would say that that's like the majority of the job. So like having to sit and go through and pick through this, like it's a very, I'm sure it's a very time consuming task. So I am curious, like how many people they have specifically from Naughty Dog working on it. I hope like most of the team is just coming, um, just coming from the PC port team, but it's just crazy to me. It's just crazy. So, yeah. Sucks that this happened, um, and I'm sure, like, I, like I wonder, genuinely, I wonder, like, how much of this was like Sony being like, we got to capitalize sales, and I don't know. I think it's just a perfect storm. I, I don't believe as much as Sony is obviously a corporation and they're keen to maximize profits. I, I don't think that with a studio of such a high caliber and regard as Naughty Dog that they were that the sole reason that this came out in this state was to capitalize on the show i'm sure that's a big part of it i think there was probably just like a number of factors that we will likely never know about mm -hmm. that led to this um yeah. but it's obviously just unfortunate yeah um, absolutely how a bummer you, you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> yeah all right, moving on. Uh, PS Plus Essential titles have been announced for the month of May, and they're mid. So, yeah. For this That's month, the whole story. <laughs> I, was I mean, trying, pretty much. It, what was what was going on there was I was trying to mentally take note of what timestamp we were going to that. I think it was about fifty-eight. I want to say fifty-eight forty. Sorry, just write it now. Fifty. When we transitioned. 
Anyway, okay, I'll write it down for you. PS Plus Essential for May. Our free games are Grid Legends, Chivalry 2, and Descenders. So Grid Legends, it's a racing game from Codemasters. Codemasters are the same people who make F1 and other um, racing titles. And it's a racing game which puts players against high-performance cars, and multiple classifications. You know, it's the Grid series. It's been pretty synonymous with uh, the gaming sphere over the past 20 years. And Chivalry 2, which is a 2021 hack and slash multiplayer game where players are swinging swords at one another, uh, knocking off limbs, Monty Python style, stuff like that. I think, Sam, you said you liked that game. And Very good. Mm-hmm. And then Descenders is a mountain biking game that came out in 2018 where players go down procedurally generated slopes and you unlock new talents, perks, and bikes as you ch- chase each other in this Downhill Racing Roguelite. This comes to us from Polygon. So, well, PlayStation blog originally, but reported by Polygon. And, yeah. Uh, it's okay. The past couple months were I had a lot more bangers. So, like Sam said in the Discord earlier this week, I guess the mo- momentum needed to end somewhere. No, it didn't. It didn't need to, but they just decided to anyway. It's weird that they're like I don't I can't remember another example where they had like two sports slash racing games in the same month. I feel like you're speaking to not necessarily a super niche audience, but a niche audience with those games where either you like them or you don't. Um, and the people that don't like them aren't going to try them just because they're monthly games. Um. So yeah, it's 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 bizarre, but again, like I mean, you pointed out that I said it that they've had such an incredible, in my opinion, few months run um, with both the the monthly games and the additions to the uh, PlayStation catalog that it was going to run out eventually, one way or another. I wasn't expecting it to hit such a dead end in this way. Um, I was expecting it to still be like one like not necessarily banger but one decent game um per month but looks like that's not happening that being said you know admittedly we don't know what the additions to the catalog are for me yet um so as much as these monthly games uh for essential aren't great um for the majority of people um to be specific there is hope that the addition to the catalog could still be good. Um, so fingers crossed, I guess. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that much. But for people that subscribe and get that monthly games, they like to feel that they've gotten above the value of their subscription cost. And when there are games that come out that don't speak to their tastes in any form, um, and that's all that they're offered for the month, that that sucks so you know it's still it's still three games like you can't knock it that much you are still getting three free free air quotes games but uh yeah just uh, i think it's unfortunate that they couldn't have found some other like an indie title replace uh one of like replace descenders with a, a cool indie game um and then have Descenders next month as a, a mix-in with whatever games they come out with. Rather than putting two together, it's odd. 
Not that they're the same game, obviously, because one's about biking and one's about cars, but potato, potato. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said. I don't think I have anything to add. So. Yeah. Boo, give yeah. us good games. Speaking of good games. Oh, what a, what a segue. What a segue. Um, Whose turn is it? Do you want to go or do you want to go, Sam? Technically, it's mine, but you go, Bree. I feel like you 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 want to talk about this. Okay. Um, Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon uh, launches August 25th, um, and we have some new gameplay details and such. Um, so this was written on PlayStation Blog by Heidi Kemps. Um, From Software is one of the most beloved developers around, creating modern classics like Bloodborne, Sekiro, um, Elden Ring, um, all that fun stuff. Um, they have enchanted engrossed players worldwide. Woo. Um, you know, oh my God, 1997. Okay, anyways. Um, but let's go back in time, back to 1997 when From Software released the cult hit Armored Core on PlayStation and players were enthralled by its mix of intense mech fighting action and strategic customizations. Um, the series has been cherished in the eyes of fans since, garnering multiple spinoffs and sequels over the year. Now, 25 years later, uh, after players first built their custom cores and 10 years after the last entry, Armored Core returns August 25th. Um, looks like PlayStation sat down to chat with From Software about it. Um, there will be high-speed mech combat. Um, let's see... Uh, you play an augmented mercenary piloting a huge customizable mech. Yet while the pace and structure of the mech piloting action fundamentally differ from other games in the studio's catalog, players can rest assured that the smooth responsive controls they've come to expect in from software games is still here, just in a different context. Think giant heavily equipped robots with the ability to zip around across the ground and air reacting at lightning fast speeds to attack and um, to attacks and threats while trying to one-up dangerous foes with even more firepower at their disposal. Um, Armored Core 6 is a new story that takes place on the planet Rubicon, where a powerful energy source called Coral has been discovered. Um, but this isn't the stuff that looks pretty in aquariums. Um, Coral is extremely volatile, and it's already caused a massive disaster that nearly turned all of Rubicon to ash many years prior. Um, let's see. Let's, um, I don't want to give like too much just in case people are on media blackout. So yeah, so there's like some more stuff about the story and stuff. Um, looks like there's going to be some pretty expansive environments, um, with an incredible sense of scale is what it says. Um, and it does maintain the quality, um, we've expect, we come to expect from, from software's world design, um, with the way that Elden Ring looked, honestly, that doesn't surprise me. Um, there will be advanced skills. You'll be able to explore large open spaces to your heart's content, a bunch of different scenery, sweeping battlefields, um, very combat-oriented. Sometimes you'll be recovering data logs from wreckage. That's that's what I'm interested in. Um, and then they go over some combat features like assault boost and stagger. Again, I'm not going to go too deep into this just in case. Um, it looks like there are, of course, some boss fights, as I'm sure from software is legally required to do at this point. Um, and then you just try and build your perfect armored core. And there's a feature called the arena. Um, it's a cherished mode where you can fight in a series of battles against a wide array of specially customized mechs. Um, I mean, all of the images look stunning. So, 
Um, if you want to know more, you can go to the blog, read the full thing. There's also some videos and stuff available of like new gameplay stuff. So definitely check that out. I'm getting it. I'm going to wait. I don't know of if you're going to get are. it on release. Of course I you love are. From Software, but I hate la, it. La, 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 la. You don't like Max? I don't. I love Trent. I love Max. Titanfall, Transformers, gimme, gimme, gimme. I guess Transformers aren't technically Max, but I'm going to say they're Max. Uh, they kind of are. Kind of are. Sam and I. Well, Sam, you're, Sam's day one, of course. Probably not day one. Oh wow! I'm the only guy here. Okay, who's day one? I, I will. I will be getting it. Like regardless, it's not like a wait and see thing. I will be picking it up. Um, but my scheduling for around that release date is looking rather busy oh god so spider-man like, 2 comes out a few weeks after or but allegedly I comes out a few weeks after. allegedly <laughs> commit to um getting it day one and and diving into it but uh i'm i'm very excited and everything i saw looked great um yeah i'm i'm very excited surprised not that i didn't doubt it would be this year because they said it would be this year but i'm surprised it isn't more towards the back half of this year um the fact that they've managed to assuming this date sticks get it out in august is impressive yeah they gotta make way hope the... that elden ring dlc hits yeah Come on. they have to make way for elden ring dlc right. at the, end of the year yeah i also watched the gameplay trailer it was very good mm -hmm. so yeah it's on the playstation blog in their youtube hey, more max good time but when Titanfall 3 hits, that's when I'll be over the moon. With a campaign. Yeah, if it's no campaign, I'm going to... With with the way that people speak about Titanfall 2, there's no way that they don't do a campaign. I hope not. Yeah, I'm going to do things if they don't have campaign Titanfall 3. <laughs> I'm going to go back and just play Titanfall what 2 What things again. are you going to do? Uh, that's Patreon exclusive content. Okay, oh. well, speaking of another game where you hit giant mechs and robots. Well, mechs and robots are the same thing. I love it, I love it, Sam. Gorilla confirms that the next Horizon game is in development. Duh. Uh, a third mainline game in the Horizon <laughs> series appears to be in the works at Gorilla Games. <laughs> Um, Gorilla in a blog post on the 24th of April titled A Message from Gorilla Studio Management announced that after 20 years at Gorilla, the studio director and executive producer Angie Smets is leaving her role uh, to begin uh, a job at as head of development strategy at PlayStation Studios. So she's still within the PlayStation ecosystem, but she is now working for PlayStation proper as opposed to specifically Gorilla as a studio. Um, she said, these past two decades at Gorilla have been an absolute dream. I feel privileged to have worked alongside some of the smartest and coolest people in the industry. I'm so grateful for everything I've learned alongside all the other Gorillas. Um, they then continue on, not quoting Angie anymore, but the article itself. Uh, we are so grateful for the leadership Angie has provided for Gorilla and wish her all the best in her new adventure. In terms of new structure, Gorilla is happy to announce that our management team now consists of Joel Eschler, who is studio director and production director, Hella Schmidt, who is studio director and general manager, alongside Jan Bart Van Beek, who is the studio director and art director. 
We have full confidence in our new leadership as they steer Gorilla towards a bright future, expanding the world of Horizon with Aloy's next adventure and our exciting online project. Um, they conclude that article by saying Michelle Vandaloo, who is the technical director, um, has now shifted from being a co-studio head to solely working on the Decima engine. Uh, people that don't know Decima is the engine that they use to obviously make the Horizon games, but also is loaned out to Kojima Productions um, and is what he created Death Stranding and Death Stranding 2 with. So it's a very powerful engine, and now they have a, a, a former studio head who is now solely focused on expanding that tech. So that is exciting. But yes, we have uh, confirmation mere mere weeks after Burning Shores released. Weeks? How long ago was it? Feels like a, a lifetime ago. A week or two since Burning Shores released. Um, yeah, I was we, gonna say I don't think it's been that long. Yeah, I was gonna say it's been it's been years. What year is it? Uh, Twenty. Yeah, we, we have a, a implication that a third Horizon game is coming because, of course, it is. Um, I will take the lead here simply because you're the only one who's played, played Horizon. Horizon. <laughs> um, the the article from Polygon here that I, I've been reading from does very clearly say that. For anybody that's completed either Forbidden West or Burning Shores, this is not a surprise in the slightest. Um, but even for people that haven't played Forbidden West, but maybe know some of the stuff that happens, um, again, I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers here, um, but the second game, Forbidden West, does very clearly indicate that not only is the story not over, but gives us a very clear indication of what this third entry will look like. Um, uh, it, it propels it in a very exciting, interesting, fresh direction. Um, and Burning Shores sort of expands upon that and gives us the first glimpse at the ramifications of the ending of Forbidden West. Um, obviously, neither of you two have played either, which is unfortunate. I know you'll get around to it eventually. Um, but it, it's nice to know, even though this was like an open secret, it, it's good to see them actively acknowledged. Because um, they haven't even formally announced the online project. Like, they haven't revealed what it is. But they just keep saying that we're doing an online multiplayer Horizon project. Um, but they haven't said anything about Horizon 3. No, technically they have. Exciting times. I I wish, I wish I could sit here and talk to you guys about what the third Horizon game is going to be. Because again, like I said when I reviewed uh, Burning Shores the other week, th there is some real good, meaty, juicy stuff there um, that has me ex more excited than ever for for Horizon Three whenever that arrives. Um, but alas. My lips shall remain sealed. The drama, but you, you're, you know, in in like, uh, I'll be excited uh, about this in forever. Like, yeah, two. theoretically, like a few years time, you can come back to this episode and be like, that's what Sam was referring to. Whoa. I mean, Horizon Three won't be out by that time. Yeah, or, it's it's the part of Horizon Forbidden West when it, when they say, Aloy, you're the Horizon. Go to the Forbidden West 
and then they look over there and they're like, whoa, those are some burning shores. And we have to put put out that fire. Sick shores, bro. Do you want to surf on my shores? Platonically. <laughs> hey. uh, yeah, no, it, it, this is exciting. Um, obviously, we don't really have anything that uh, can be theorized because I can't give I I wouldn't dare spoil some of the the absolute insanity that happens in okay. the west um because it comes out of left field like there there will be a specific moment when you play assuming you manage to stay spoiler free which I highly recommend don't look at anything when you do get to forbidden west if you get to forbidden west there is a point in that game where it takes such a left turn that you are like uh am i even playing the same game anymore because it went from like zero to 100 um and it it doesn't let up from that point on um people who have played forbidden west will know okay but uh yeah horizon game is coming hopefully it's the finale because one i want gorilla to do new stuff but also kill zone you think you think no, I don't think they're gonna no. do it, but I want a new proper kill zone. I prefer resistance. We've we've had this conversation before. Oh, no, resistance is insomniac. Well, yeah, I know, I know, before. but I'm just saying, like, if we had to have a shooter come oh, no, no, if we had to have one, I'd pick resistance. Yeah. I just thought Gorilla wouldn't do resistance. No, 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 Gorilla definitely wouldn't do resistance, but I was just saying yeah, if yeah. one had to All come. Right, fair enough. Um but yeah, no, I, I hope they just keep innovating and doing new stuff. Because again, talking about Decima and Burning Shores, they have proven to me that not only do they have the chops to make Horizon 3 a game that is incredibly special, um, but also has, has shown me that the Decima engine, I think, is probably the best engine out there right now. Mm. Um, I, I would put it above UE5. Um, wow. Just in terms of, again, no spoilers, the final boss of Burning Shores is not only the most visually from fidelity Are you Googling wise, it right now? The most impressive thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I was looking, just looking at oh, the okay. decimal engine was proprietary, and it is. Um, yeah. Um, but also from a technical perspective of just how well it was running, Flawless 60 and all of that stuff whatever that stuff is, was happening um, on screen. And it was in-game. It wasn't like a cinematic. I was playing it. It was ridiculous. So exciting times ahead. Hopefully, uh, I think actually with this news, maybe talking about Decimal Engine specifically, they might loan it out to other PlayStation Studios. I think that's what they're going to do. Um, obviously, Kojima isn't first party, but Death Stranding, again, is an incredibly visually and technically impressive game um and i imagine that will persist into death stranding 2 mm. so i could imagine it being you know like a frostbite where pretty much every studio at ubisoft uses frostbite to an extent um so yeah good stuff good stuff mm -hmm. and yeah next i'll make this one pretty quick uh insomniac has exceeded 500 employees um, in their studio. And the studio was originally founded in 1994, for people who didn't know. 
And of course, they've worked on Spyro, Ratchet and Clank, Resistance, Sunset Overdrive, Marvel Spider-Man, and other games. And in 2021, they just had over 400 employees. Um, but now they've grown over 25% since then. I know one of them. Ooh, do you mind? Obviously not telling your name, but are they, what do they do? Are they an artist? Are they a, artist? Okay. I think they're an environmental artist, if I remember correctly. It's like mm. everyone I know and I know, I guess, including our mutual friend, mm -hmm. their spouse. Mm -hmm. You know, she's an artist, free, but, and then this person's an artist. I've heard also over another person who works in games and they're an environmental artist. I haven't come across someone who works in games yet where they're like, I don't know what the official title would be, designer mm. or person who like works on the game code and stuff oh, like that. I know a bunch of people. Oh, I think that's probably a product of yeah. going to school for video games. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Insomniac has grown a lot since 2021 and for good reason. Miles Morales, Spider-Man 2, successor the uh after effects from the success of Spider-Man 2018. No surprise there. Spider-Man. So, I mean, they're working on like 47 games, so it's about right that they yeah, have I think they're working on Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, and another unannounced multiplayer game. Yeah. Wow, that does seem like 47 games. God, Wolverine is, that is so yeah. good. 47. I, I really need it to come out next year. You, I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think, think it, it is. is either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to, though. Oh, it's probably like, what, two years, 2025? I think it's 2025, yeah. most likely. It, I guess it depends on the scope of the game, because it's done. It's being done by the Miles Morales team, and obviously Miles was a smaller okay. game. They have said that Wolverine is like a fully-fledged thing, but I'm in the camp that you could have argued that Miles was a fully-fledged thing. It's just a shorter so guess, experience. Yeah, exactly. So I guess it just depends on how big they want it to be right um i say i imagine it will be like a slightly scaled down um sort of more linear experience as right. opposed to an open world thing like spider-man so i guess maybe technically it's possible with the rate at which insomniac have been putting games out it's it's possible that it could come right. next year but and i would hedge on... my bets that they're trying to sparse it out a little bit yeah and if you ask me what came, what comes out first, Wolverine or GTA Six, I take Wolverine every time. <laughs> I Rockstar and El, I mean GTA and Elder Scrolls are two games, or are two game franchises where it's like, I always bet on them not coming out until they're out. If you get, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I'd be with that bet as well. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, just got me thinking when it comes to game timelines and stuff. Because the only game I have in mind when it comes to looking as far in the future as 2025 is like GTA. Maybe it goes to Tsushima sequel. Other than that, I got no, I got nothing to say. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I know if I have a feeling Bree wants to read this last story. I no, 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 no. Oh. It's got it. She she does she doesn't want to read it. Oh, okay. I suck at reading, you guys. I just like. That's fine. I I'll take a it. lot. Vampire Survivors is getting an animated TV show. Story Kitchen is partnering with Vampire Survivors creator Luca Galante to bring the gothic world of his viral video game to television. Uh, of course, Vampire Survivors launched last year in 2022 and took the world by storm. 
Um, and a search is now said to be underway for a writer to adapt the indie hit into a, quote, premium animated television series. Uh, according to Deadline, the idea will be shot to animated TV network buyers in the coming months. So um, it's it's not been picked up anyway yet, which is sort of like a guarantee that it, this is 100% happening. But I would imagine with other video game adaptations doing particularly well as of late and also the fact that stuff like castlevania on netflix has been incredibly successful not that this will be exactly like castlevania at all but you know it's vampires um i think that there's a good chance that this this does happen um of course the concept of the game vampire survivors is very simple you're just running around on a, on a 2d plane and you're using garlic to kill various things. It's it's a bit complicated to explain, but, you know, you, you look it up. Um, visual diarrhea is, is how I would describe it, but it's it's fun. Uh, so I have Not no idea. Bad. Come on. I have no idea how this is going to be adapted into uh, a TV show. It is not. I'm very confused as well, especially like, what are they going to say? Like, there's vampire survivors with no vampires. Like, what? And no survivors. Yeah, exactly. Particularly, so have, not that this nothing. is like a prerequisite, but just the fact that Vampire Survivors doesn't have a story, as far as I know. Um, does it have like diegetic storytelling? I'm sure there may well be like text, logs like in the and items, stuff yeah, somewhere in in the world. Um. But even like even if you that's what I was actually going to ask like you a, a FromSoft, like FromSoft still does have a narrative going on. It's just mm -hmm. that you get the majority of the narrative and lore from text descriptions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think if it is even in Vampire Survivors at all, admittedly I haven't played that much in order to know for sure. I think it would just it is just relegated to sort of text logs and stuff yeah i don't know I, I that was actually kind of my question with all of this is like what is there a story here if yes what are they like of all of the games to get an animated series i just i guess i didn't expect this one like like if you think about like just like picking random indie games to get a tv show like i feel like there's so many other indie games that would do better like, even if you want to stick with, like, the same color scheme, same vibe, same whatever. Like, I feel like a Cult of the Lamb TV show, even. You know? Where, like, where is my Hollow Knight TV show? Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go get your Hollow Knight Let's, let's TV get show. some ambient green path going on in, in the oh, background. My... Oh. You'll have get you ever fallen asleep to that? I have. When you fix this damn door. What door? As Bully McGuire said in Spider-Man. No, no, I, I hear you. But like, which door do you want me to fix? Because I will if I get a Hollow Knight TV show. I don't know how to fix doors, but if I get a Hollow Knight TV show out of it, not that hard. You just like believe. do some hinge work. Maybe the knob. Yeah. The, 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 I think, and I don't want to be reductive. I think the only reason that this is happening is because Vampire Survivors was such a hit. Yeah, and it costs like, was there, I'm curious, was there only one person who made this game? I feel like it is. No, it was a team, but I think it was oh, like okay. only four people. Yeah, I feel like the yeah. game retailed for like negative like $2. It's like five bucks. 
they like pay you to play. <laughs> yeah, that's what called, that's what QA is. Am I right? No, it's a lot. Hey. Dude, oh my god, that. QA is it's a lot more nuanced than that. It's not that easy, guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> not that QA would. I don't know. Like, it's not like the worst job you could ever have, but it's also pretty intense. So, I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and and see assuming this does come to fruition see what they can conjure up but again this kind of feels like something where if i see it it will look so incredibly generic or so much like five other things that have already come out that nobody's really yeah. going to care yeah, I don't know. I like I'm willing to keep an open mind and I'll definitely check it out, especially like the previews and stuff. But hmm. like I don't know. I just think like there are so many other like things that could have gotten like a a good TV show. Celeste, come on. Ah, uh, that would be good. I no, I'm like kind of on the the Hollow Knight train now. I want a Hollow Knight TV show. I actually just want Hollow Knight too, but so too bad. All right. So we now reach the end of the show. We could do a limitless question. Should we, we do are this last at one, an hour 28 if you or, want? Or you want to do this last one? Okay. No, let's cut it off here. What are we cutting off? That's Patreon exclusive <laughs> information. Like I said. I don't know why you're selling this stuff on Patreon. You should be doing an OnlyFans. Guys want to know. It's up to the Patreon. And you can be a sub in more ways than one. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. You can find us on YouTube at Save the Game Media, like I said earlier. And check out our Discord, Twitter, Save Game Media. Links are on the show notes. Where can people find you, Bree? You can find me at Fabulous Brianna, F A B U L I S T B R E A N N A. Awesome. What about you, Sam H? People can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Sam Heaney. That's H E A N E Y. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, until next time, thank you guys and bye-bye. bye bye. See you.